I was scared. I was scared. I was scared too. You're listening to. I was scared too. Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. The Leprechaun. Take it away, Mr. Movies. Give him hell, kid cinema. All right. What do you think? Three. Three. Two. One. Uh, ooh, ooh, uh, today ooh, more than ooh, ever, ooh, honestly. Uh, ooh, ooh, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we both have the same thematic <laughs> do, idea do, coming do. into this one. Uh, ooh, <laughs> podcast of London. This is the podcast. Uh, that's the question. Is this this which which came first, the chicken or the egg on that one? Is this song about the movie or the movie referencing the, what, what's up with the American in London thing with the werewolf? Okay. Fantastic question that probably is more complicated and worthy yeah. of an episode of Decoder Ring, because <laughs> I want to say Werewolves of London came out in like late '78. Warren Zevon's uh, like okay. second album. Okay. American Werewolf in London, I believe, is like 1981, but I think the script was originally written in like 1969. Wow. So. Well. Oh, I don't. We don't have any. Well, what an unsatisfying part yeah. of the conversation we're in. One uh, of these days we don't when know. we, yeah, we, I, um, I really don't want to interview John Landis or talk to him. Sure. <laughs> However, if we find a way to contact the ghost of Warren Zavon, mm. I'm down. And that's, well, we're going to have a seance on this podcast at some point. So why not? have Totally. It we just don't know right now if it's going to be on our Twitch stream, which is pretty new and exciting or on our podcast. <laughs> it's. And what is our podcast? JZT. Our podcast is. I was scared too. A horror movie podcast, yes, hosted by me, Mister Movies, and you, me, Kid Cinema, and together that's us separately. That's <laughs> yeah. how we do who we yep. are. But mm-hmm. when we join forces, why we're collectively known as Mister <laughs> Movies and Kid, Kid Cinema, Cinema. Or, or Kid, Kid Cinema, Cinema and Mister movies. movies. And the sometimes cinematic duo was like. Kind of in the background at one point, but Cinematic, it's just one yeah. syllable off from dynamic, so it, it kind of loses yeah. the reference. But I was thinking uh, this is maybe a, a very a, a pretentious thing to say. We're the working man's movie pod. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're we're the you're service. Saying, in- you're saying it's pretentious to say we're not pretentious? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I just kind of feel like we're pretty down to earth, and yeah. Dare I say I'm the salt of... My name is John Zachary Townsend. I'm the salt of the earth, baby. All right. All, All right. right. We're getting out of hand too early. Reel it in. Look at the outline. <clears throat> yes. We'll, we'll reel it in. And who better to help us keep on track but a very... A podcaster himself. A professional. <laughs> who better to help us reel it in than a podcaster himself? Because yeah. podcasters never go off the rails. Uh-uh. They are a very... We're, we're bad boys. We're wild childs. But a fellow podcaster, someone to step in and go, uh-uh, tisk tisk. that's what we need. And today, we got it in the form of great friend, uh, co-founder, producer of the Mike Myers Movie Club, host of the brand new podcast, the Seltzer Podcast? Seltzer Cast? Seltzer Cast. Seltzer Cast. It's Sean O'Brien. Hello. Sean Patrick O'Brien. Hello, boys. How are you? Hey, We're great, We're Sean. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk horror movies with y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fun. We we um, will. And today we're talking about a, a horror movie of your choice. Uh, yes. I believe an American Werewolf in London. 
and we'll get into that a little bit later. Just cool. Um, but first, I believe Sean and Fesh, yeah. you two are big fans of the theme parks. Am I right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was actually in my notes. I wanted to ask specifically about like, um, are you like haunt boys? Do you do you brave going to haunts at all or? <laughs> <laughs> uh i never have but i'm down um, okay me and my wife plan to own one one day that's like our plot of land dream is to run a haunt because so i am of... more on the creative aspect of it than i am about the thrill um yeah yeah, yeah. aspect of it so the but goal the... is not like a condo or a two Hell bedroom no. or a no, townhouse. We open a, it's a dead and breakfast it's <gasps> it's, a ha- it's a haunted bed and breakfast fantastic <laughs> yeah Oh, wow. I would say that I love uh, it. It like thrills me to my core. Uh, a haunted house. I haven't been in, in forever, but as a kid, I was like, oh, my God. I did live in Orange County as a as a wee little lad. And some of those parents and some of those houses really went all out. And it, I have an image burned into my mind of the the house owner, the dad popping up out of like a table with a hole cut in it and going, ah, like a beetle. He looked like Beetlejuice. It was great. Yeah. I think I'm obsessed with the notion. Like I've watched so many documentaries about them and I, mm-hmm. I, I will, I, I want nothing more than like a, not a VR experience. Cause I still want to be able to move my eye away if I need to, but like a walkthrough of every single haunted house. That's that. Uh, yeah. That, that's my dream. But the actual being there, a, it's scary because it's actually scary, but B, then there's also the social contract, co- social contract stuff that screws me up where I'm like, I don't want to do something wrong or what, like, not that I'm going to punch anybody, but still just, it's it, it's a weird, it's the same way that we go to wrestling shows, it's still a weird thing when you have to, like, buy merch from the wrestler, there's just this always, there's this, like, oh, how yeah. do we, what level of character am I meant to be in? Uh, one of my, one of my favorite Haunted House stories, I believe, um... Mike Scollins, name drop, great guy, talked about for, I think, someone else's bachelor party going to, like, a haunted house, walk through it. Like, the one sort of near, like, Times Square or um, Herald Square in New York. Times Square, yes, okay. Times Square, I've been to Times Square. I I haven't been in, like, I haven't been in the haunt itself, but I did see a... um, pretty bad uh, Silence of the Lambs musical there. Whoa. And um, that's all I remember about that. But I, I uh, yeah, not good. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I've also, same thing, except for Science of the Lambs musical. It was um, that Lindsay Lohan movie, The Hills. <laughs> I believe that's what it was. Or The Canyons? The Canyons. With, oh. like, James Dean, the porn yes. star. Yeah, I saw the Paul Schrader movie. And fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I took, I took a nap at Time Scare. How about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Mike's whole story was they like went for a bachelor party, but I think it was like the summer and the afternoon. So there was a limited staff. So the same employees would scare them and then run away. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like bolting to like change costumes and be like, and now I'm a goblin. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Just fantastic well, stuff. Uh, Sean, I, w- I wonder if you'll get on board with this theory as well. I, yeah. But, uh, my big thing with a lot of theme parks, especially ones that have been around for a long time is there's like two at least two levels of enjoyment of them which is like the theming they're presenting as the world you're supposed to be in and then the inherent historical factor to it sure like if you go on the what's the the room that spins the great big uh, beautiful tomorrow oh one, yeah 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 where Carousel it's like, of progress yes it's like all right that one the former attitude is kind of lost there's no actual illusion for 
being taken away to a world. You're only here for the nostalgia kitsch factor. Right. But in that stuff, that's just as valuable as if you're pretending to be in caveman times. You know, like there's, st- but, but there's an extra element to it because it's earnest and real, and you, it's the genuine article as opposed to an, uh, an Imagineer's idea of what a '60s version of the future <laughs> yeah, yeah, would yeah. be. Totally. So, uh, yeah, to to um. Some so that notion of time scare be you're seeing it's it's fun that there are goblins and, and killers and stuff, but also to be like, well, this is a unique experience in itself to have to watch that change. I've always thought it'd be a cool idea for a, 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 an amusement park, a specifically scary one, which would be the gimmick is it's an abandoned amusement park. That's a great idea. That is very and, cool. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot to work on with that idea. There's so yeah. much more to go, but like that I think is a cool core of the idea. What's up, JT? Fesh, what you were saying reminded me, and I assume I know the answer to this because I'm the smartest man in the world. Um, uh, Sean, are you a fan of Sleep No More? I know your sister Erin uh, is. Friend yeah, of the pod. I've been, I think, six times maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I brought it up because I went like eight years ago, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been playing a lot of Bioshock at the time. Yes. And I think I didn't fully read the email or understand. And so I (laughs) went into a room and I just started moving stuff around. I'm like, well, that's our Minecraft. I'd played Minecraft. So I was like, I guess that's the point. Like, I just can go. And then very politely and very kindly, uh, one of the assistants in a black mask, I believe, (laughs) just came up to me and went, "Uh, can you please take the stuff out of the bathtub and put it back where it was? And I was decimated like oh my god (laughs) right away but then (laughs) yeah so i'm humiliated embarrassed later in the night they have these like one-on-one moments where like one person gets pulled aside by an actor and it's a beautiful young woman and she pulls me into a closet and performs this like loving horny monologue at me and i am fucking terrified because i'm like i what am i supposed i don't what do i do here like there's a f- no way this is an actor being like that guy's hot i want to fuck him and then i'll go back to work no way that's happening but she's like kiss me or she and I, I can't i don't even Whoa. know what her monologue is and that's like it's the thing of also like a i do realize like oh like i have to try to kiss her for this to for end next, yeah and it's like okay i move forward of course she disappears i think i'm trapped in the closet for a little bit and then there's like a exit in the behind, and um, a certain UCB person who was also there that night yelled at me. He's like, "What the fuck, JZT? I wanted that private moment. I heard about that one." Guess Damn. in the comments, folks. Yeah, I had a, a one-on-one where a nurse gave me tea, and I assumed that it was a part of the show, and not that um, they thought that I like a my well-being was off and that I needed tea. <laughs> <laughs> this but boy that's... looks startled. Let's get him some. this shit sounds like a nightmare for me this is expressly (laughs) what i don't want from my like again i like the concept of immersive experiences but in practice i I think it's a little bit of a i don't know what exactly complex i have but it's like oh i want to be above this i i want to decide these things i don't like having that thing decided for me gotcha Uh, i feel like it's almost in the world of like people who are like i don't want to go to a live comedy show because what if they make fun of me yep there's definitely that and that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I used to hate that, and then when I started performing, it's my favorite thing to do. So maybe I'm just a selfish asshole, is what I'm getting at. But maybe that's the name of the complex. But uh, hypocrite and jerk. But okay, uh, can we pause for one sure? second? Yeah. Okay. I just, my mom's calling. Mm. 
I think we found our meat for the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh. Podcast fail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Two guys don't react to it. <laughs> These podcasters were do it were right on track until the unexpected <laughs> happened. Hey mom. Yeah, I'm fine, but I, I'll call you in a little hour. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's also happened on like Eileen's dad called and we picked it up and we didn't pause the podcast. So yeah, it's not even that <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, in our defense, we didn't know how to edit at the time. That's but, true. Um, Sean, do you know how to edit podcasts? A, a tad bit, a little bit. I'm very, oh, very, very new to it, but yeah. um, I'm realizing that I really like using GarageBand. I know that's yeah. just like it's like very soothing to just go in there and like throw in oh, some yeah. tracks and see what happens. Oh, so you, so you're a Mac, not a PC, is what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a Justin Long, not a John Hodgman. No, vice versa. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. no. He's a Justin Long. Yeah, I'm a Justin Long. Justin oh, speaking Long. of which, uh, what's what's your sign, Sean? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. When were you honest. born? I was born October 3rd, so in the spooky month of October. Oh, very think, cool. Yeah, Coming you're up. just before me, sign-wise. Wait, let I'm me... Like Scorpio, and it's like October... Late... Fesh is acting zenny. What? Libra, you're a Libra, my boy. Oh, yeah, because Mara is... Her birthday's the next day, and she's a Libra. I should have been able to put that together. Cool. But All yeah, you're right. a Libra. Wonderful. He's a Libra. <laughs> you're a Libra, and Harry. You're a Libra, Harry. <laughs> I thought I was just a muggle, but it turns out I'm a Libra. Where is me? I guess I got to kill Voldemort. But first, yeah, I'm going to become friends with a, a ginger named Ron <laughs> and a strong woman named Hermione. Whippity doo. Like, <laughs> okay. All right, that's enough. Cut the bullshit. We're talking uh, American Werewolf in London. That's yes. it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get it. yeah. Yeah, so Sean, what made you want to discuss this movie, baby? <laughs> um, essentially, I saw this when I was like way too young to Hell see this yeah. movie, yeah. and I hated it. <laughs> and I did not. I was like, I don't even think I finished the movie. I just it did not click with me. Yeah. It did not have that like, um, even though it's not like a British film, like that cool British sensibility of like. Um, it's very witty, but then they're not holding back on like any of the gore and stuff. Like I, I just couldn't see it other than like, oh, I this is probably too old for me. What like I was like a, a good say, boy. Well, yeah. What age would you say you were? <laughs> uh, probably, hmm, maybe like I don't know what age I was at the time, yeah. but maybe in like fifth grade. Sure. Okay. Around yeah. there. So was I didn't it, like it. Was it just like you independently found it or friends showed you or my mom or? showed it to me actually. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Whoa. Um, so we were watching it. I feel like we like rented it from the library or something. And then years and years later, um, in, I guess it's not years and years later. I was going to say in eighth grade, from well, yeah, it's years uh, and year later. Um, I remember a um, professor or teacher, as they're called in middle school, um, <laughs> mentioning to me or like mentioning like, oh, that's a really good movie. And so I thought about it and then I revisited it. And from then on, I'm like, I watched it and I was like, this is one of my favorite movies. It's it is a horror cool. movie that is just it's so funny and i think that um 
I know you mentioned like John Landis earlier. I have massive problems with John Landis too. Just uh, everybody does clearly on like his public <laughs> yeah. image, but also yeah. like his films are kind of like when they don't work they're like the worst products of the 80s that i've ever seen <laughs> and Give then some when examples they do of those hmm i'll have well, to look at his filmography again because yeah. i've tried to block his <laughs> terrible enough. movies out of my brain sure. but when they do work they're like yeah amazing yeah. and they're like really really good yeah and i think that um american werewolf to me at least is his best movie because Ooh. it is the most grounded and he's working in a genre that maybe he doesn't necessarily work in because yeah. it's not a straight up comedy and it is super, super funny. But when you have something so gruesome, like um, the funny moments are like even funnier yes. as if the whole movie would be like something like really, really, really funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just admire it. And I think that it has things in horror movies that I've, it's just so original and I yeah. literally cannot compare to anything else. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, this movie is cool as shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say too, we should, I, I, I almost debated being like, let's talk about John Landis being problematic for five minutes. We'll set a timer. And then, but, but I think, um, yeah, we can take it Annie Hall two steez and just be like, that's not what this yeah. is about. We'll move on. Exactly. <laughs> I will, we, we all um, know. Yes. I will say, I just very quickly, like having, uh, there's like a shutter original series about, yeah, like haunted productions or just like Mm. the worst you know troubleshoots and the one about john landis's segment from the twilight zone is in just like nuts and just like you just realize stone cold bummer stone cold bummer he is just pure (laughs) negligence and piece of shit and like well i'm an auteur so like the eulogy whatever is the worst Ye- oh, oh, yeah. I've maybe yes. forgotten about that. Well, oh. he, he does the eulogy for I think the actor, definitely not the kids, but the actor, and he's talking yeah, about yeah. how life is, you know, fleeting, but film is forever. And it's like, dude, that's the problem. The reason that you think that way is why people. Yeah, like and they specific like he specifically um, went into the eulogy being like, you know, he gave the best performance on this yeah. movie. Like he was at his all time high. And everybody like who was there said that it almost sounded like he was like promoting the Twilight yeah. Zone movie yeah. rather than like, uh, respecting the actor himself. He's an ass. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that series is called Cursed Films for anybody Cursed Films, who wants yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And that does on that note, kind of. I am just curious, Sean. Did you go to film school? I did. Or yeah. did you say okay? Because now, yeah. uh, and Fesh did not, but Fesh is. Rub uh, it in. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no. I think to Fesh's credit, Fesh is like he's a savant. Damn it. I'm, I'm a folk. <laughs> Film. He's, he's a what? I'm a folk film guy. <laughs> That's right. He's I'm a an folk FFG film over guy. Here. Yeah. It, I mean, it is interesting from like a film school perspective because I feel like after this happening, having professors who have like worked in the industry, this is almost the clear cut example of like not what not to do on a set. Sure. Like you yeah. learn set safety and everything, but like, um, this is like literally the extreme example of like, do not follow yeah. John Landis' path. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I also bring it up because it's like, I, it's in, you know, I, I'm thinking back to that time and like, obviously, this didn't come up, but like, Burden of Dreams, the Werner Herzog documentary, that was pushed down our throats, kind of. You know, the Francis Ford Coppola's Hearts of Dark, his wife's documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now. And they are, you know, and when I was like there from 08 to 2012. And the very much vibe was like, I mean, be, be safe, but, you know, like, you got to do what you got to do to get the movie made, right? Like, you know, sacrifice everything. It's like, 
Never was anyone like, you're going to come a point where like either your money runs out and it's not, it's, it's harmful to you or your family or others to like go into debt over this or logistically like people will get hurt or injured. If you keep going, like you should probably stop some, like ignore the part of you. That's like, we have to, I'm an artist, you know, it's like, no, no, be a human, be a, be a, I don't know, director of people. The great part, or maybe not the great part, a nice shadow to that moment in, in the curse films on that is when they, they start, they look into trauma and everybody, yeah. the, the whole thing is like trauma's like this fucked up twisted thing, but Lloyd Kaufman will not allow for any sort of dangerous thing to happen on his set. Like it cuts to a shot of him saying, Hey, why, why are you running? There is no reason to run. If you trip and fall, that's going to cause a whole <laughs> thing. Like it, yeah. it, while they may seem like the most backyard, whatever, they are way safer than any other movie set. And that's important. That's also, did you ever see, there's this documentary. I wonder if you've seen it, Sean. It's like about like a notoriously doomed student film adaptation of Little Red Riding Hood. It's like unspooled, I think. No, I haven't. That's funny that you say that because one of my friends did adapt to Little Red Riding Hood in film school. (laughs) So that's what I was like, wait, what? But no, no, I've I've never heard of that. Yeah. Seeking out, it's like, it was like some very rich person whose parents owned a cabin and they filmed there and the plan was to burn it down. They got a fire. I think they may have not even consulted a firefighter. The parents were like, yeah, it's fine. We don't like need that cabin. It's it's for your art. Burn the cabin down. And they lost. What sucks about that? What you just said is my reaction to that type of richness is fuck. You want to burn your house down, but (laughs) they already got me on that one. Damn it. Oh yeah. As an (laughs) anti-capitalist message, it's, it's a perfect, they got what they deserve, but also too, then they burn it down. Yeah. And they lost the sound files. The tapes disappeared. Oh, God. Of the whole so movie? That's the worst Of the whole movie. It was oh. all gone. And so they spent a year ADRing a 30-minute movie. Oof. And then just gave up at one point. And, like, and, it's, and it's just for a 30-minute movie? You know my stance yeah. on this. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. That doesn't count. No, I'm yeah. teasing. And we, but... let me know when we want to wrap up the film school talk. But I did reminded of one more <laughs> experience okay, i had. wrap it up after this great yeah uh sophomore year it's a, a class called sight and sound film you're given like 10 rolls of film to make five movies you got to be like economical and you get like a, only a black and white camera no sound mm-hmm. these two rich guys decide we're gonna make a 17 minute movie we're gonna spend twenty thousand dollars renting out digital equipment the teacher says absolutely fucking not that's not the point you can make that movie in two years in advance the point of this is to learn to work with limitations. Right. He he like turns them down, the, and they like fuck it. We're just gonna do it on our own. Then they do it. It's a disaster. There is a weird two actors playing porn actors that didn't realize it ahead of time. They very awkwardly like come on set or given costumes, and then like in a half hour, one of the women is just like, "Um, I my roommate, I gotta go." It's like, oh okay. No one has any idea why that would be what would you know it was just so such a weird disaster and i i was there and i was so young i'm like what is happening but uh and before we wrap up film school i'll say that like <laughs> yeah. um yeah i think there is an idea in film school um because i experienced this as well of like if the students had the money it would make it like a grander film but there is a way to do something like super cheap or for no cost whatsoever and just make it look just as good. And I think that um, 
having those limitations it lets you express like your creativity right. and like find ways to like make the films that yeah you wouldn't and, normally think like that and, and there's no education yeah. in just having a bunch of money exactly like yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> you're supposed to be learning things and if if it is ultimately like oh if i just have a budget all my problems go away there's nothing to learn yeah so. yeah exactly that's like there was a girl who was also like so my budget is twenty five thousand dollars and i've raved five thousand dollars but i'm pretty confident i can find that extra twenty thousand by the time we get to rolling them and we were like oh they were filming in like aruba too <laughs> you know it's like why and for a movie about a three-way love triangle in a house it's like that could be miami new jersey you just need a nice house i don't know why yeah. you go to aruba <laughs> to, to film this i and, certainly um, knows those people as well so <laughs> <laughs> yeah now, what do you think we should do with that Aruba house? Burn it down? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Seth Rollins, what do you think? Should we burn yeah, it down? I was going to make that joke. <laughs> the house in Aruba could be Fesh's hometown haunt. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll take it. Uh, wait, and also, Sean, my other question is, have you been to London? I haven't, no. Oh, okay. I've been to um, I've been to Dublin and mm. Edinburgh, but I have okay. not been to London. And mm. weirdly, I think that, like, being in european cities that's just like what i connect to this film even if it isn't london like seeing the countryside of um uh england is just looks exactly like the ireland countryside sure so i think that's why i like it even the people i'm like just the way they look is it's like so like that area of ireland or england or whatever so to me it gives me vibes of uh where luke skywalker goes to hide out <laughs> when they filmed that in ireland I know, I, was, I, i've I, been I there know. that's uh, yeah there's also a movie called prevenge which is about a pregnant woman killing people because her baby's making her do it that also ends at that literally that island and it came out like two years before uh, force awakens and so oh, but wow. i saw it after force awakens so it was a very strange like thing that to, to watch are you guys aware that I've been to, like, I've seen that mountain before? No, very cool. Yeah, I have, uh, I, like, you have to take, like, a, um, I think it's, like, a 12-hour day or even longer Ooh. if you want to go on the mountain because wow. you have to travel there oh. by boat. And Ooh. it's, like, um, yeah, you spend, like, so long just, like, on the mountain. I think we're going to need a faster there. boat. Yeah, we're there's gonna no- need a faster boat. <laughs> there's nothing there on around. the mountain. There's no like bathrooms or anything. It's literally Whoa. just like the mountain. So, um, did not do that, but I did climb like a steep hill to see it from a distance, Very and that cool. was really pretty too. So. Quadrafina doesn't end there, does it? It ends on a cliff. Yeah. Have you seen Quadrafina, Sean? Come no. on, what are you doing? Wait, you've never seen Quadrafina? Oh, Sean, it's a terrible movie based on a really good album. <laughs> it's your one chance to see Sting dance. That is the best part of the, the best movie. part. He's like Very a punk cool. rocker named like he has I a think stupid he's a mod. name. He's a I mod. Think he's a mod, mod. He is a mod. And then he like enters the room. It's like <gasps> Bryson is here, and he's just like. <laughs> It's like he walks around and like kind picks of dancing a woman. That's like very calculated finger snaps. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> uh, it's, and he like it's picks great. a woman. He's like, "You, I have selected you to dance with me." Doom. Doom rules. <laughs> that part's <laughs> great. I, I don't know. Yeah. Was it worth going to that during Hurricane Sandy for that alone? <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, I think you. We all needed an escape from the house yeah, at that yeah. point. If um, we only knew. Uh, all right. So this starts on that countryside. 
Yes. What a way to start a movie. Because my history with this movie is I saw up until he got bit by a vampire like 18 years ago. <laughs> and then it was on like TV. It was like on AMC or whatever. And I was with my cousin. And so we watched that and then we started flipping around. So I've always had it in the back of my mind as like a cool vibey thing. But I never sat down and watched it. And I didn't know about like the second aspect of this movie, which is it is a werewolf movie, but it's also a ghost movie. Yes, which mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. The makeup is like oh. insane, oh, wow. specifically yeah. with the ghost. We'll get into that, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's so. So good. we got two. What they're probably NYU dudes, right? Is that the vibe we we pick up yeah. on? <laughs> I would almost maybe like Harvard, like okay. yeah, money. They definitely That's got fair. the money. Wait, they yeah. actually are NYU because he has the NYU sweatshirt. Oh well, right, and then it. the nurse. Yes. He, so later when he hooks up with the beautiful nurse, she's wearing an NYU shirt. Are we exactly. to assume that she borrowed that from him? Ah, right. I see. Yes. So there. They're a couple I was like they're podcasters before podcasting, right? They're guys riffing. They're they're walking around the countryside, uh, and I don't know that I would get along with these guys, but it, I <laughs> like seeing them get along. That was vi- that's yeah. very nice. In in, in a, uh, I think Landis is is good at that pre Apatow pre uh pre Smith pre Tarantino patter. Like he 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 before them was like the guy to to, to have. Long un- unbroken shots. Yeah, of people. two dudes talking. Well, he yeah, he was like the sh- the shepherd, the yeah. herder of you know r- r- crazy comedians. Right. And there's a famous story. I believe this is him. They like I think the studio wanted Chevy Chase to be in Animal House, mm. and they had a meeting. But like he also had this other movie, like a rom com with Goldie Hawn on, and so they get this meeting and and Chase like, well, you know, like. I came from SNL, so I've already done the whole ensemble thing, and and uh, John Landis like manipulatively calculated. He's like, well, you know, I mean, here, I mean, that's a thing though. Like, if you do that movie with Goldie, you're gonna be Spencer Tracy, but if you do this movie, it's like you're back at SNL. And Chevy Chase is like, okay, this is over. Wow. I might have butchered that story, but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have slaughtered that story. The pub is called the Slaughtered Lamb. <laughs> And there's all slaughtered lamb pub in the West Village now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that weird? Everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? Which that's um, weird. I would like to share that uh, if you aren't aware, it's owned by the people who own Jekyll and Hyde's Club. Wow. I think I knew that. Yeah. Um, A brief story I will tell is that um, at a Halloween costume contest like a halloween party for my film school they hosted it at jekyll and hyde club and my costume was chosen to be in the costume contest and i was the character like max fisher from rushmore hell yeah i got up on stage and i <laughs> fell through the stage <laughs> <laughs> um like how yeah. long, like was it a couple steps in was okay, it so essentially what it was is uh there was like a catwalk and then there was plexiglass that just led to like a hole. Like they was just like, so they were like, you have to walk the catwalk, but it was so loud because it's a Halloween party. It's like the whole college is there. Wow. And um, all you hear is like the music and stuff. So I just got up on the stage and I thought the stage was a lot bigger than it actually was. So it's like themed to look like a big, like, um, I don't know, like a, a Frankenstein uh, 
lab table yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so I didn't realize how small the walking path actually was. And I fell straight through and broke the plexiglass. So whenever I think of the slaughtered <laughs> lamb, I somehow think of that because um, they're both owned by Jekyll and Hyde Club. I have, wow. I have one quick question, Sean. Yeah. Immediately after this, did management like apologize to you or were they mad at you were they like are you okay please don't sue us or were they like (laughs) to be completely honest i do not think that management came up to me whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) okay that's that's kind of remember the only thing that i remember is like i mean this scene in a movie it would be like somebody falls through the stage and they like raise their fist up and they're like cheering that's not what happened at all i got up and i was just like so confused and then all i remember is like a professor coming up to me and being like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I guess. And then I, my knee was like bleeding. So I had to like bandage it up in, in the, in the bathroom, which it's closed down. So I cannot confirm or deny this, but I think the bathroom was f- like uh, behind like a, um, a bookcase. Like it is like, like in a, in a haunt, in a yeah, Scooby-Doo-esque yeah. scenario. Um, yeah. So I just had to like bandage up my uh knee because i fell through the stage (laughs) oh my god uh and i think max fisher is the perfect costume for that yeah to happen like that's so (laughs) the funny thing too is that um the guy who invited me to go up on stage uh in the costume contest was dressed as owen wilson from darjeeling with like the bandaged face (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) wow this yeah. is the, the I all the Wes Anderson characters <laughs> mean so much to me. Yeah, <laughs> I would proudly be any favorite, of them for Halloween. You gotta My be the Luke Wilson. Characters. Yeah, you gotta be the Luke Wilson uh, tennis player guy, JZT. <laughs> yeah. That's what you gotta I, be. In 2017, I went as Morning uh, Ben Stiller. Oh right, because I, I had a black Adidas tracksuit. Now I have a red Adidas tracksuit, so I could go as um, traumatized PTSD Ben Stiller, but. I think yeah, Luke Wilson. That'd be ooh, good challenge. No, you know what? Eli Cash has been resonating with me. Which yeah. one's that? Owen Wilson in Royal Tenenbaums, the the yeah, cowboy yeah, yeah, yeah. hat, sending mm-hmm. yeah. sending his reviews to the the Tenenbaums mom. And I'll be um the kid, the genius kid with the bucket hat. <laughs> Dudley. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be that guy. That's good. That? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sound good? Is Sounds that the plan? Good. <laughs> All Sean, right. what are you, Sean? What are you going to be for Halloween? And then oh, we'll yeah, get back to the movie. That. For this year, yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> I right. specific, well, no, I, I, um, this is like the one year where I'm like, I'm definitely gonna not do anything whatsoever for Halloween. Sure. Um, all like, I think that's why <clears throat> I brought up haunts is because this is the time of the year that like I love Halloween yeah. so much. <laughs> You're a Libra. I, I, <laughs> He's I, a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody that knows me knows that like I will go to at least like 500 houses a year. Very cool. It's amazing, and I love Halloween. But this year, I don't know. I I went to Party City yesterday actually, and I'm looking Ooh. for the costumes, and I'm like, I don't want to be any of these things. Like I stared <laughs> at like a Pennywise costume that was can like sixty dollars, and I was like, I shouldn't do that. Can I, I give you an incredibly hack pitch? <laughs> sure. You gotta go as Austin Powers, dude. I do. Mm-hmm. I Come know. On. Yeah, I, know. I could. I could be a pal and send you a costume in the mail. He has an Austin <laughs> Powers an Austin costume. Powers costume. 
I, I'm moving. I should. Is be there any stuff. less shocking fact to find out that John Zachary Townsend has an Austin Powers <laughs> costume? Oh, behave! Oh, no, behave! That, that, that is funny that you say that because um, you heard it here first on the pod. We might be doing a Mike Myers movie club like Zoom Halloween party mm. where it's all Mike Myers themed. Yeah. So Damn. I am trying to think of my costume for that. Actually, I totally forgot about that, but. J- um, with oh, the, you think someone will oh, someone comes as a fembot? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, feel free to edit this out when the time comes. But uh, uh, do you have a date plan for that, Sean? Because uh, we've got also got some Halloween plans, and we just I want to make sure. I do. I do actually. Uh, okay. I think okay. it's going to be. Let's see. October twenty eighth, possibly. Great, perfect. perfect. Do it. Perfect. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. We also we're doing an all night horror movie marathon on the thirtieth. Over yes. Zoom, Very so yeah, cool. if you so would like was, to join in, yeah, we we could, we would love to have you. We need love a, to we have guests. We need what guess. day is that? Uh, that'll be the Friday. Friday, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, There's 13 hours. We can fit you in anywhere. But we nice. might edit this out, of course, too. But yes, <laughs> this is a we're taking very a casual meeting. announcement. Very casual, very casual no, announcement. Awesome. Yeah, this has been a business meeting. Um, all right, game on. Game I think the Slaughtered Lamb sign is cool. I think it's a good name for a place. It has this rhythmic... There's something about it that sounds like a door being stretched open, like a wooden door, like straining. Slaughtered Lamb. I don't know what it is. It's not quite ASMR, but it's it's something like that. that It's the vibe that it gives me. Uh, There was a... um, when I was a when I was a wee little lad, mm-hmm. and I was the president of Chris Gethard's original fan club, <laughs> and we took a bus on Halloween. We took a bus to New Jersey to see spooky things, which is also it was supposed to be like a summer party on the bus. But I was like, oh, I won't be there, Chris. I'm back home for college, and he got mad about it. I might edit that out, but yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to New Jersey to see all these like haunted places. And he took us to this bar that was like Halloween themed. It was so creepy and cool. Yeah. And I made out with my best friend on the bus and in the Hell. bar. And it was, the, <laughs> I was so drunk and it was a, 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 an important night in my life. Very cool. You guys ever had important nights? <laughs> Let's get out of this. Just the only thing that I, that reminds me of is that um, I went to Beetle House in the city do you guys know about that? I don't know Beetle House. Beetle House. It is a um, Tim Burton themed bar. I do know Beetle House. Where, <laughs> um, <laughs> not not licensed by Tim Burton. Right. Um, <sighs> so Which is, I think is how it should be. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever want the official. No. Yeah, no. I don't want Tim Burton's no. like final say on everything. Because yeah. <laughs> it will be watered down weirdly. Yeah, It'll weirdly yeah. be tempered and yeah. I went it's there like, with some friends and um, they have like Beetlejuice walking around and stuff and. Uh, something much cooler than that, though, is that uh, the same owners in L.A. Uh, used to have an Austin Powers-themed bar called the Electric Pussycat. I think which, Colleen um, Green did a concert there, and it, I saw it on Instagram Live. Yeah, they used to so hire cool. uh, a notable uh, Austin Powers impersonator who, I won't say his name, but I have been <laughs> on Instagram Live with him. <laughs> um, uh, they hired him every night to do Austin Powers shows Hell alongside yeah. a little person <laughs> dressed as Mini Me. Hey, so this is, uh, this is good. I like all this. this much is all better, good. much better idea than Beetle House, in my opinion. But uh, fantastic! Well. <laughs> oh, fantastic Wait, did, stuff! Did uh, Beetlejuice do a show, or no, he was no, literally no. just like take a selfie with me? So I think what separates 
because I think there is a Beetle House in LA as well. Mm-hmm. Is that I think what separates Beetle House in New York and then as opposed to something like the Electric Pussycat in LA <laughs> is that there's no <laughs> space whatsoever to do a show. Uh, <laughs> it's like a very tight, tight well, bar. If you just take a piece of chalk and draw on the wall, make a door, you got a new room. <laughs> there oh, you, you got go. a fucking go. auditorium. <laughs> A 900-seat auditorium <laughs> where Fesh and JZT are open to doing an I Was Scared Live. Yeah. Uh, um, guys, I just need to make a quick note to myself. Don't listen. Note to self. JZT, go to Beetle Bar. Find your own Lydia Dietz before you leave the city. Be in a long-distance relationship with her. Okay. Well, there's on. one out in L.A. Why don't you just go to yeah, that there one? Is one? Oh, in LA. guys, sorry. One yeah. quick note. Okay. Don't listen, please. Note to self to JZT, Labor Day, recording, paused for my convenience for the third time. When, If and when you move to L.A., find Lydia Dietz at the L.A. Beetle Bar slash Austin Powers Room. Heather Graham type or okay, all type right, all right, two. okay, pot on shot clock off. violation. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's my punishment? Uh, pot time we, out. We haven't or? fleshed this out yet, but this yeah, is something right. we will start to incorporate soon. <laughs> it's a yellow flat. It's a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Something I'll mention about the slaughtered lamb is that that was the name of my hard drive when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> cool. <laughs> And I still use it till this day. So Hell yeah. That's so now, nice Sean, to, yeah. as a freshman, did you drink in public in bars with friends or alone in a room with only two people? Because I did the latter, and it was not a good idea. I don't usually drink. so Oh, fair good. enough. No. So you're just not a, social. Not a, yeah. I'm, taking uh, the town. I prefer to go to... Uh, England with my with my boys and go to, <laughs> go to pubs. And uh, well, when you go into those pubs, werewolves. everyone's just gonna stare at you. They've never <laughs> seen anything quite like these two young, normal-looking guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, the it's the dream going studying abroad. A British woman throwing herself at you. It's my dream. <laughs> I didn't sleep enough. JCT, little... are you horny? <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm a uh, I'm a little on. What, what's the phrase the kids are using? I'm a little on one. I'm a little uh, randy. I think the kids are using randy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm feeling it. a bit randy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for today. I don't know why. I'm usually such a straight laced. Yeah, um, I don't good, know. Good lad, but I guess it's because Scorpio season is approaching. So. <laughs> Getting horned up for that. <laughs> Hashtag horned up for Scorpio season. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. We, hey, every season is Scorpio season when you're a Scorpio. Am I Tell right, ladies? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Am I right, non-binary people? So they get the vibe that they're not wanted there. After a joke, there's what's the joke? The joke, or is, is it's a story or a joke? Somebody tells about. I want to say the war, <laughs> or Englishmen, or yeah. <laughs> Americans. They well, say they cut it up, somebody but... says something along the lines of like they mention the Alamo. Like he says, like remember That's the Alamo. It. Yes, and then yes. somebody's like, "Oh, I saw that movie with John Wayne." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they go into like a whole story, or... story right? Yeah, but they're and like shortly. Yeah, we're not wanted here. Let's peace out, and they go back to the countryside. Well, they yes. also point out like, "Hey, is why is that a pentagram on the wall?" Right. And everyone's like, "Yes, get yeah, out." Yeah. That's get it. Out. It's like, all right, f off, buddy. So while they're going away, we get some dramatic irony where the the people at the slaughtered lamb are like, "So this is what we do, right? We we have to <laughs> let them be. It's not quite a sacrifice, but it's like an offering at the very least, right? It's like if they didn't show up, we wouldn't have done that. But 
it'll feed the beast essentially right am i yeah. right on that yeah. yes yeah yes, okay yes. uh and then we get a very scary scene where they're yeah. being chased by the werewolf a very good less is more uh environmental freakiness yeah which also not not to be a whole internet person about this but if there's something you know the the, the cliche again i was w- up early just peacefully listening to loud music walking alone it's like oh you men you can just walk the street anytime yeah. you want and not have to worry about it and this yeah. is like the oh yeah they just assume we can just walk through this empty countryside at like pitch black morning late night what could happen what some werewolf can attack us yeah yeah that's what will happen and it's then it like- does they have no plan as well, especially because they're dropped off in earlier in the film by like a man with a bunch of sheep in his truck. Yeah. So where are they going? Like that's what I always wondered oh, too. That's like a where great are question. they? Where are they? I assume they're to? just like I don't know. We have no plans. Let's yeah, just walk yeah. around and see stuff, and then wait till we're tired and walk back. To- <laughs> as someone who went to Japan with their dad with no real agenda, it was like I guess we'll just walk that way. It's like okay. Well, yeah, I have to imagine, as a person who's not that well-traveled, uh, uh, there is something alluring to the notion of discovery still, especially like especially now when you can't just look up everything everywhere. But but the idea of just picking a direction and hoping to find something cool, that I, I at least understand the allure of that. I don't know if in practice yes. I'd be down, but I do get the, the, the concept. It yeah. does feel weird to do it in that area specifically, where it's like you can see for a while that there's there's nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, why yeah. do they get out of the truck there like what what apprehension do they have to where that guy's going that they need yeah. to get out that's there? true yeah i never thought about that it kind of like oh, yeah, go ahead sean i love their chemistry as well like i i think we briefly touched upon it but like they do really feel like real friends absolutely and i think that the casting um definitely helps with that because i mean like griffin dunn has since done things and like i know her from like after hours and stuff but they just feel like two people that would exist in new york and go on this type of vacation Mm -hmm. um the studio did want Ackroyd and belushi which i think Ah! would have ruined the movie (laughs) what the hell yeah and Um, especially at that (laughs) both those guys at that point in their lives yeah this is like around the time of neighbors it probably yeah Yeah, i i think that would have Honestly, well, it would have not been a good movie because no. the realism of just like having them be normal dudes. Like I think that um David Noughton, I think his name is, was yeah. discovered literally from like a Dr Pepper commercial. So yes. that's he's how, a Pepper. That's how, he's the guy from the Dr yeah. Pepper. Yeah. So that's uh, how unknown that he was. That they were just like, which, okay, he's in a TV ad, and that's that. I think that's know? a huge benefit to this movie too, because again, it's yeah. just two dudes. It's not two stars. Um I don't want to go on a huge thing here, but what's interesting is you, you always read about this movie and it does say like horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, it's to be, it's not, it is fun. Like I, I don't, I understand why the labels of genres are out there, but like I, a movie can just be a movie that is funny <laughs> without being a comedy movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like agreed. I want to be a very pretentious person and yeah. quote or paraphrase Anton Chekhov now. Hmm. <laughs> And or maybe I'm, I'm something I read in like a high school theater playwriting book about Chekhov. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, you know, the difference between a bad production of Chekhov and a good production. If it's funny, if you laugh, like that's a good one because it's and if it's a ba- if it's like deathly serious, like, yeah, that's a bad production because yeah. it's like, yeah, there's a lot of his like about heavy shit, you know, like 
Russia, drinking, loneliness, sadness, uh, depression in a time when we don't know what it was like early. It's like, what is this stuff we're going through? You know, but it's like, there's jokes, like there's humor yeah. and, and like, and bad production. Just like, this is serious. Dra- this is drama. I will say that, like, you know, I, I've talked on this podcast a lot that movies don't, uh, again, I'm a very, I'm very much a coward when it comes to social interaction. Uh, any like thrill rides or haunted houses, like in the real world, I'm very, very skittish, but movies never really get to me. And I, I won't say this movie fully got to me, but it was the w- one that we've covered, I think, so far that has chilled me the most. Like, has taken me, like, has made me stop and try to, like, live in that environment in a way that w- is a lot more, uh, yeah, chilling, thrilling than, than scary, so to speak. But it comes with a weight. It has a weight to it that people talk about, like, Shaun of the Dead having, like, that gear change that is a little jarring sometimes. I think, sure. I, I, which doesn't bother me, but this movie does a good. I can tell the difference. Uh, I can tell what they're talking about because I'm now having seen this movie. This does it way in a way like it's just smoother. It's just both flavors. Yeah. Consistent. What makes it t- like definitely more effective is that like the disturbing imagery in the film is not something that you see often on in like in film. So yes. like I look, I love any type of slasher movie. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. However, like once uh, Sean, you've seen you like someone, the slasher? <laughs> yeah, the slasher is good. <laughs> you if like you see blood. someone, if you see someone get stabbed yeah. on camera, okay, yeah. uh, like every slasher sequel does sure. that. I yeah. get that. But what movie has like werewolf Nazis shooting up a place like th- that yeah. nightmarish imagery and, is which, like terrifying? Yeah, like, and it's it like so just scary. a dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, uh, yeah, with the yeah. fact that there is a dream sequence in here was the moment where I went like, "Oh, I thought I knew what this movie was, and I have no idea." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I well, straight it, up thought it was just gonna be werewolf party stuff, and but the the fact that it's so psychological, uh, and when it gets into the ghost telling him to commit suicide, yeah, like yeah. holy shit, this right. is this is heavy stuff. I was yeah, I was gonna say that whole part of it is so it's again it's like a mental it's like man versus himself it's it's all mental and like it's just that feeling of losing your mind and like maybe some kind of trauma or some horrible thing happens and you're just like how do i live as a human being again and exactly well will i am i think i'm fine for now but like yeah what if tomorrow the full moon comes out and i kill people like yeah what's the ethical thing here you know and i think it uses real life fears but then puts them in a way of a horror movie or like a so, werewolf movie. So yeah, werewolves are always analogous and you can always try to play the ambiguous game to be like, is he just going insane? Which is never a route I really like, but this movie yeah. again does a good job of, we can have that element, but also we all know he's a fucking werewolf. <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> like he might think he's going insane. We, the audience just watched the coolest practical effects ever. Watch yeah. a man transform into a were- like that has to be it. Like I can't like that is the zenith of what that art form was able to do. There's plenty of other obviously very cool and weird shit out there, but like just in terms of accomplishment, like objective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's take a brief Holy pause gold. to maybe list. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's take a brief pause. To list some of the uh, five other cool things out there. I'm gonna start off. Roller coasters. One, mm. two. Um, girls who skateboard. Mm. Three calendars with um skateboards on them four um bridges that like sway but like don't ever break five 
the Lower East Side. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Should I move on, or do you guys want to do your cool list? <laughs> no, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Uh, but, yeah, watch it. Like, I know... It's it's weird that CGI is essentially a ubiquitously hated thing that we all just go, well, what are we going to do? That's what we do now. We yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. we cannot fix this, but just and I, you know, anytime I watch any like Freddy movie or, or anything right, like I love that shit, but mm-hmm. s- sitting down and watching this movie and and seeing it's cuz it's so simple. Like all of like Hellraisers and all this other stuff I love and is very cool, but it's so intricate and it's so yeah. Um, artistic in a way that again i don't need that as a pejorative but just like you're clearly going to uh, create your doodle on your notebook now whereas this is almost engineer like if we were going to see a man turn into a wolf what would (laughs) that look like exactly it won best makeup at the oscars for the first best makeup award like the first time ever they did best makeup (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is like awesome that this like it's a horror movie that was recognized by the yeah. Academy because yeah, it's just like not happened. So, yeah. Um, um, that is like, it, you kind of remind me that I, you know, there is the world, well, it's 2020, it's Labor Day for its timestamp. Happy and Labor reference. Day, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the movie Labor that's Day. going to win the Academy Award for Best Picture, it's Sonic a Hedgehog because, sure. you know, it's the only movie that came out in theaters and <laughs> yeah. it's the best movie of the year. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was directed by like a post production guy, like the yes. post production director. And, it's not like it's kind of like the trend or like guys who worked in video games moving over. It's like because it's a thing. It's like, well, Sonic's a guy who worked in video games who moved over. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So- <laughs> Sonic was killing it on the video game circuit for years. Kind of well, Sonic much like water. CGI is a guy who's kind of like we all hate most of these games, but I guess he's still going to be around. forever. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. You know what? He submit, still draws. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if they submit Jim Carrey for best actor or best supporting actor. Oh yeah! Oh my we'll god! See. I I also I think it's got to be supporting. It's got to be supporting. <laughs> Mars, be supporting. Marsden is the is the lead. So Marsden for best actor then. Yeah, Jim better at least get a Golden Globe. You know, come on, he's your golden boy. Bring back the golden boy into the fold. Um, I will say he was on Mark Marin uh, a couple months ago, like two months ago. Jim Carrey, and it was like. He's very smart and emotional, and I was like, I like this guy. Like, Have you seen the uh, Andy uh, Kaufman doc he did? Yeah, and I think I was a little creeped out by it, yeah. but I think I would, <laughs> I think I would appreciate it now because it's like I, 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 think now it's like, oh, he realizes he went too far, and he feels for sure he's yeah. embarrassed. I, I yeah. love Jim Carrey, don't get me wrong, but I do feel like it's a still type of enlightenment that can only be obtained through not living a normal life anymore. <laughs> Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's. Yeah. It's. It's. I, like again, the thing he says about everyone should be rich and famous so they know it's not the answer. It's like cool, <laughs> dude. Let uh, Let me try it though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool that you got to learn that through experience as opposed to a a rich and famous person telling you that. R- yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but who knows? You know, everybody's got their struggles. It's like when, yeah, just anyone who says like you don't know, you don't realize it. Like this problem I have. This thing you think you wish you had, it's hard. It's like cool. I would love to struggle with that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I really want what you have, and please stop. Jim Carrey Venmo us, Venmo us some money, huh? How about yeah. that? How about that, Jim? <laughs> Jim, you clearly want to write memoirs or books or screenplays now. Let us let us be your boys. He wrote a book. It's kind of an, a narrative meta. It's weird. It sounds I interesting. Think Jim Carrey would like us. Isn't I think he crazy? would love. I think so. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think it'd take maybe ten minutes to like get on the same 
do we meet him? Does he meet us? But it'd be fun. That is true. It, like, it depends on the context. What I'm do you a think his favorite horror movie is? The number oh. 23. <laughs> yeah, the number 23. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Probably followed no. by like some it, like uh, Dario Argento. Yeah, it's going to show Gallo yeah, yeah, or yeah. a Hitchcock. What's the Fellini movie, Juliet of the Spirits? Yeah. I think Something he's... like that. Well, okay, so speaking of... We'll get back to the movie, but uh, Mike Meyer... I don't know if have you heard this. You, Sean, if for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't picked up by now, Sean is the co-producer, co-host of Mike Meyer's Movie Club, a weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, double-weekly, um, you know, Zoom hang where we watch every Mike Meyer's movie. It's been a lot of fun, and yeah. um, I don't know if you've probably... You, you did, Sean does great research, and so this probably will... He knows what I'm talking about, but there's like a story like right after Wayne's World it's a huge hit and this producer agent is just like, yeah, Mike, you are, you're the, you're the, you're a huge star. Now you can work with anyone you want. Like here's my Rolodex of clients. Who do you want to work with? Mike Myers goes, I'd love to work with Fellini. And the guy just goes, huh? I did not know that. And Mike Myers, he goes like, are you joking? He's like, no, I just, I really respect him as an artist and I think I'd love to collaborate with him. And they're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know? And, um, I think he's humbled a lot. I listened to him on Conan O'Brien's podcast yeah a couple months ago and it's like oh he realizes he also had an ego that was out of control and he's a dad now and he's kind of centered and grounded in a way he maybe never was but jzt i know i've told you this but sean i sold him popcorn once yeah interesting he do you know in, what movie he was seeing no movie no he came in just for the popcorn but she wow. used to work at sunshine I in the lower east side yeah, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he popped in just for the popcorn got a big large popcorn Went on his way. He was very, Holy very nice. Shit. My wow. quick Mike Myers story. I shared this in one of the <laughs> Mike Myers movie clubs. I was working at a, a, lower, a West Village restaurant called Barbudo. It was a really great job. Uh, loved it. Uh, late at night, I was like entering stuff from the computer. I just see a man with a, with a shirt, the police shirt, the band, Sting's band. And I go, whoa, <laughs> cool police shirt. I look up. And it's Wait, Mike you're Myers. Me Steve Borden, the professional wrestler, was a cop? I'm confused That's right. here, JCT. Yeah, so prior to becoming WCW <laughs> champion, prior to facing Triple H at WrestleMania 32, uh, uh, Steve 31. Borden. Guys, 31. Guys, put, put your tweet down. We know it yeah, was WrestleMania yeah. 31. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, Twitter. Gotcha, Wrestle Twitter. Um, yes, uh, Sting, the professional wrestler, also plays bass and also is a law enforcement officer. So Great. he uh, and also he's well, yeah. Uh, what? The no, drummer. What is it? The he's drummer from the police or oh, okay. um, no, um, <laughs> tantric sex is fun though. Uh, the drummer from the police, his dad may or may not be in the CIA. Okay. The jury. Anyway, out. so you saw a guy wearing a sting in the police shirt. Yeah, I saw a guy wearing a sting in the police shirt, and I was like, "Cool shirt." I look up, and it's Mike Myers in a mood, just late night, frustrated, going for Aww. a walk. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes did he wow. give you any sort of response to nice shirt or? Oh, I I just thought it in my head. Oh, I was looking. I, I was gotcha. inside the restaurant. He was like walking outside. We had door doors. Oh, up, you know? okay. So he just was having a a, a private moment, which doesn't exist in new york as we no. all know well <laughs> like, uh, now i gotta tell this story you've also heard before jzt but i don't think i've said on the pod working at the landmark sunshine cinema i would leave work at like 2 30 a.m sometimes yeah and one time i did that and i was going walking to the train and it was on a lonely strip it was it was houston but it was it was very uh, unoccupied at the time and i'm wearing uh several layers of irony poisoning uh i'm wearing the country <laughs> musician vince gill 
shirt that was like a big 90s like his face i love this story <laughs> yeah <laughs> his like his face was like half of the shirt and then there was just kind of like his body like fading away and then the, the name vince gill next to it and maybe even one of those things where it was like that and then it's like on even a smaller pro- his profile smaller in the corner that kind of 90s shirt and i'm just trying to get home and you know when you wear a graphic tee especially when it's the end of the day you forget what shirt you're wearing you you don't care but you're walking home and I'm walking across, uh, I forget which avenue, but one of the bigger ones that has, like, all of the lanes. And it's me and one other person, and he's walking my way. And <laughs> it's uh, funny man Bill Hader. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and he looks, and we're still walking. He never stops, but he looks at my shirt, like, gives me a full looks down, looks up, and scowls <laughs> at me. <laughs> Just gives me a full, ugh. <laughs> and keeps walking. Oh boy! And I was just like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I get it. Like, I <laughs> fair enough, Bill. Uh, I, I uh, yeah. There, it's there's a lot going on uh, right. for for why that shirt exists. But uh, good call for uh, <laughs> saying I shouldn't be wearing it at two thirty on Houston Street in New York City. At what and years did you work at Sunshine? Oh geez, uh, t- December of tw- uh, December of twenty eleven through june of 2013 oh my god gotcha in my mind wow. it was like okay. five years you were there fast i think you just missed me because i had was like always gone to not that i worked there but oh, i would like okay. always go to <laughs> uh, um i would always go to sunshine cinema and then in 27 2016 2017 i yeah. lived on ludlow street so oh, i was like always there wow yeah, yeah i love that place that that was it's uh, I got paid dog shit, but it was like <laughs> I I loved the people I worked with. I loved having access to free movies. I loved having access to popcorn. Like it was it was truly. Uh, it, by the end of it, it was like, hmm, the writing's on the wall that I am going to get fired. But <laughs> if I can just reduce my shifts and get another job now, and still have the perks of working there without the risk of being fired, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that day never came because I got fired. Uh, yeah, I missed that place. Much better so than fun. my experience at the Angelica Movie Center. Yeah. <laughs> Where I worked the day Sandy hit, and yes. we were shutting so down early, and customers were going, but I don't get it. Why can't I see a movie? It's like, oh God. we need to get home. The subways are yeah. shut down. It's like, right, but I live across the street, and I don't have to take the subway. And It's that I, tweet everyone... I also worked that day, and the Angelica called the Sunshine to ask, what are you guys doing about this? Mm-hmm. And we told them... That we are shutting down, and that's why the Angelica shut down is because my boy Nathan said, yeah, shut down. Shut down. <laughs> I've uh, never worked in a movie theater, but I worked for uh, like a couple months at Hamptons Film Festival. Uh-huh. And oh, um, cool. they, I was in the box office like at a Regal Theater selling the people tickets and everything. Uh, yes. And I had a um, woman yell at me <laughs> because her name wasn't on the list to get into the film yeah. goodbye christopher robin <laughs> in which she told me that um she's friends with alan olda and i should know who she is <laughs> honestly fair enough <laughs> all right yeah. one last story i've told you before but i gotta and then tell I... again <laughs> well really quickly group yeah. conscious we're all fun we're going long and loose we had yeah, a yeah, cool yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone got outs <laughs> I mean, I eventually, know. but I'll, I'll let it be known when it's I'm great. Yeah, um, cool. This is this is delightful. Uh, Carry on. <laughs> so again, working at the Sunshine, I worked in the box office, which is you know a glass box out in the sun alone, <laughs> where you're not allowed to sit. <laughs> uh, did not have a smartphone at the time. I had a flip phone still. Uh, so 
I was alone with my thoughts. <laughs> and, and, like, I would have pieces of paper and I would write a lot of creative bullshit or whatever. I, I was happy to do yeah. it. But uh, uh, now it seems like a nightmare. But at the time I was fine. But I would still get frustrated. Um, and I only had a half an hour for lunch, so it's not like <laughs> – yeah, anyway. Uh, it's the end of the – it's towards the end of the night. And people would consistently show up with the wrong times because they looked at the wrong sources. We are only actually affiliated with X, Y, and Z, and these people would look at A, B, and C. And so they would come, and they would see that, and they would be like, th- so this one time somebody came and saw it and was like, ah, oh, but it said in the thing. I'm like, I-, I don't know what to tell you. I have no control over either this or the thing that you saw. <laughs> I'm only here to facilitate between these other decisions other people made. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Ma- can you at least give us, like, some free popcorn or something? I was like, no, because you misread something. Because you misread something, I'm s- no. And so I have a name tag on. He's like, oh, so so you're not like a nice guy, are you, Mitchell? And I see red. Oh. <laughs> like, this is the most annoying thing. Like, again, my character is coming into question for half-heartedly, not even enforcing, just pretty much telling you what the guidelines other people decided are. But also, you made a mistake. So I see red and I go, and I grab, like, you have one of those mics that comes up, like a subway thing. So mm-hmm. I grab the mic, and I'm like, n- and like my eyes wide, and I go, no, I'm not. I am the devil himself, and you will get no popcorn from me. Oh. And the dude, like, s- like in a <laughs> movie or cartoon, like, steps back, like, whoa. And it's like, because he had already purchased his ticket, like, regrettably for, like, the next whatever. So he he's good to go. He just wanted to vent out his frustrations on me for no reason. <laughs> so he and his girlfriend kind of like step away and they go they go inside. They go about their day or whatever. <laughs> like half an hour later, I get a call from like the concession stand being like, "What happened with that guy?" I'm like, "What guy?" Some guy just came in and asked everyone here if you're mentally stable. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, what did you say? And they're like, of course. You're like the nicest person who works here. (laughs) And so the fact that that guy's journey into our little environment there was a man (laughs) claimed he was the devil. And then every one of his coworkers were like shocked that he had any issue with me You're like that guy no he's the nicest and like i obviously he won't but i just hope on some level he f- genuinely thought i was possessed for a second <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's one of my favorite moments where it's like i fuck it i don't have anything really to lose here fuck this guy because literally having a, a plexiglass window in front of me and my name tag on is like he's shielded it's like nope i'm not i'm gonna cut through this shield just to get at you because you've rubbed me the wrong way it was the best. Ah, the I things we've seen in this city. Yeah. I will really quickly say that the restaurant that I mentioned that was closing uh, at, for five months, customers like, what are you going to do when this place closes? Are you going to be OK? Oh it's like we make good money here. We are planning to reopen. We are. It, it's an it, we can find other. Jo- I, and I just snapped at one point to a mom and is like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Because an- earlier that day, co- uh, my coworker was like, "JZT, you're so funny. Why don't you make jokes to your table?" I'm like, "I have a dark sense of humor, and you know, it doesn't always fly. I like to be professional on the job. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a try today." And then it's like, "Yeah, no, no. This is why I don't bring myself to the job. This is why I separate them. Yep. Because the six-year-old daughter looked up at me and said, "Huh?" <laughs> and then I just said, 
Yeah, so we have a, a leg of lamb special. Um, the the chef slaughters the lamb himself. Speaking of slaughtered lambs, we're back. Back on the podcast track, 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 track. We're back. Uh, back on the podcast track. <laughs> All right. Um, Piccadilly Circus, huh? How about that place? Pretty wild stuff. It's like uh, Times wild Square, but stuff. over there. Yeah. Boy. It's so funny seeing something like that in a film and being like oh that looks really neat but then like being <laughs> from new york and then seeing times square and like any piece of media it's like oh fuck that place. <laughs> so yeah um i am a I've, bit of a times square apologist i'll say uh, not in the sense that i will actively defend it i'm like i have no problem if you don't like it but i am very much of the mind of like i don't want to live in a, a new york without it like yes, that's still part agreed. of the fabric yeah so a place uh, for the tourists to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I, you know, I'm a sucker for neon lights. I'm sorry. I love them. Oh, um, they're, they're terrific. They're yeah. terrific. I was, yeah. I kind of in Tokyo, I was my, I oh, was like, I yeah. thought there'd be more. But maybe oh. I also just didn't go. Well, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 promises me it's every single flat surface is, is, is neon in Tokyo. <sighs> yeah. But maybe that's Speak. just that one skate park. What's that? Also, the the arca- Sean, you like that uh, Arcade Fire song slash album, Neon Bible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good Hell title. Yeah. I'll say that. It's a great title. title. <laughs> it's a good title. Um, yeah. Speaking of music, yeah. music <laughs> in American Werewolf in London is excellent. And I yeah. love that they use Blue Moon three times. Two different Ooh, versions. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, the credit version being like the fast up. Like it ends yeah. on a very dour note and then boom, yes. right into... The fast duopy uh, is is a very good choice. I think even <laughs> over the opening credits, um, oh yeah, that version specifically is just like setting the mood for the whole movie. Absolutely. That like it's going to be kind of funny, but um, it's like eerie to hear a song like that over mm-hmm. photos of just like emptiness. Yep, you know. So yep, yeah. And then especially in um, when he's like uh, turning into the werewolf and they have like the Sam Cooke version. Yep. It's very funny, too, because I love that it's so grotesque and it's like disgusting and you want to look away and it's like really nasty. And then they'll just cut to like Mickey Mouse, like her little like Mickey Mouse and like the uh, her apartment. She has like little Mickey Mouse figurines. And I love that so much. Yeah, I think it's like brilliant. Now, do they hook up at her apartment or his in that fantastic sex scene? God. I'm on one. Jay-Z <laughs> behave. Yes. Oh, behave. <laughs> do I make you uncomfortable, baby? <laughs> do I? Do I make you think I'm going to go too far? Yeah. But that's do what I push the envelope? Uh, that we, we, in, in re-examining Austin Powers, we've realized it's like he is sexual, but he is still like a woke king. Is that like the yeah. general yes. consensus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he was like, uh, we always talk about in Mike Myers Movie Club that like just when you think a joke in like Austin Powers or Wayne's World is going to be offensive, yeah. they totally swerve the other way yeah. and it's just like wholesome. And it's, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, wholesome is the right word because it's not like look at us we're turning it on its head it's just like this attitude this innocent attitude of like well why would we take that route yeah this is the route we want to take yeah it's not like, going it, they don't think of it as running the other direction They're exactly like, why would you make the bad joke like specifically and i think it's in wayne's world too there's like a long extended scene where they're all just like doing i don't think they're like uh, spying on somebody or whatever. Oh, the YMCA. And then it all turn- yeah, oh, it all turns yeah. out that they're dressed up like the village people. Yeah, and then, um, 
they go in and you think that it's gonna maybe be like an anti-gay joke right. or just like a poorly joke of the time it's just not... and then they just have a good time still in a way that isn't doesn't feel like a bait and switch it just feels like well this right. is the next logical well, of step of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I do feel like obviously Love Guru is is very much in the opposite direction of course of bands the other yeah. way but even in the moments where there are attempts at trying to be inclusive or whatever it's still done in this way to be like mm-hmm, gotcha as yeah. opposed to you should just be inclusive it's, uh, it's definitely i think that's why uh mike myers like sets himself apart from other comedy films at the time yeah. just because they still hold up and you don't feel like shit like yeah. watching them and laughing at them yeah. still you know so absolutely yeah. um it's so uh, JCD. Will we cover "So I Married an Axe Murderer" at some point? Does that that falls within our bounds, right? I'm down. Yeah, um, that movie. Which yeah. and they we they did that in the MMMMC and had a, a a really cool Q and A with someone who worked on it. I want to see in the camera department. Yeah, he was the camera loader, and it's funny because that was I think his first film role. He was actually a last minute guest from for us. Like we had a guest cancellation, and then somebody who was supposed to be a guest was like, Hey, like reach out to my friend, Paul. So we reached out to him and he was like the nicest person in the world. And he told us that like he, it was his first job and he was just being like a waiter at the time and kind of like snuck his way into the movie. And then they needed a band for the film and his band is in the movie. Like his Hell band yeah. is like the beat yeah. like band with That's like awesome. Myers. Yeah. yeah, I think he plays awesome. the the drums of the upright bass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a cool guy that he was. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then he went on to work on like the two Matrix sequels. Whoa. And, like you name it. Like he worked on yeah. everything and very over cool. the hedge. <laughs> did, did he work he, on over hedge? Did he work on over the hedge? Did he work I... on the blind side? <laughs> He worked on Over the Hedge. His name for a is, good time um, call. His name is Ben Folds, who did the soundtrack. For oh, Over cool, the Hedge. cool, yeah. <laughs> did he work on the album Forever and Ever? Right. Amen. No, he did. Yeah. Wait, the articles. Randy Trev? No, that's a song. I don't well, know. No, anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, uh, so they go to a porno theater at one point, mm-hmm. and they have a. That's where he has like the big intense conversation with like all of. It's the victims of the where. The ones who didn't survive the werewolf attack. Is that the idea? Yes. But they're in like the limbo of dead and undead because he has to die for them to like live peacefully in heaven or whatever, whatever the logic is. But I mean, that's again, that's like a cool new, (laughs) to me at least, new uh, lore to the the werewolf myth that is cool as shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Another thing, too, about this movie is that the um, and I'm assuming all of it is fake, but all the fake media that they watch, whether it be in like the porno theater or like on television is just like really funny and mm. scripted in a way that it's not like a, I don't know. Like it just doesn't seem like um, it's specifically written to be funny, but it's just like a good little gag that they throw in there. Right. It, it, it doesn't go full like grand theft auto where the entire no. world is like disgusting and jokey. Oh, right, yeah. right. Right. It feels real. That's yes. why it's funny yes. because it has like a level of authenticity to yes. it. So, yeah, I think that's the gold standard, like home alone, that gangster movie. It's yes. like, yes. no, everyone's like, well, that's just like, no, that's not real. They did right. it for this. You know? And I will say this. I didn't, I, I home alone one of those movies that I knew all my life, but I didn't see until I was like 23. 
And so I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, no disrespect to anyone's childhood or whatever, but, like, that's clearly fake. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not, like, I, I think it is a good enough effort. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not actually giving it notes, but it is interesting for, it. it it's a, it, it's kind of the, the Mandela effect thing where it's like, no, you were just a young child. That's why you're confused. Right. Not parallel yeah, right, universes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not that it's so convincing. It's just that you were young enough to be convinced by it. That's. I also, not to backtrack on my previous point, but actually, I take it back. Starship Troopers has the best, uh, like, commercials, TV shows that are, like, in the world. I well, mean, they're obviously, like, propaganda and fake. In, but that's the whole movie itself is, that, that's a whole movie of what we're talking about. Yes. Is a whole, yeah. It's a join the army, like, movie. Yes. And not to backtrack my, world. yeah. And not to yeah. backtrack my backtrack, but I'm like, I guess what I just mean is, it's my favorite. Not the best, or the standard, <laughs> just... I saw Starship Troopers and I it's liked it. Movie. It's yeah, a good movie. It's a good movie. JZT just discovered Paul Verhoeven and yeah. it's like Helen Keller learning water. <laughs> it's like this, this, wow, what a beautiful moment. I was Similarly, like, oh, this- here, I watched Showgirls for the first time in quarantine. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Th- so. And then I loved it. I think I just had fun, but then only through watching more of it. And then I, um, Adam McKay was on the Chapo Trap House podcast talking about Verhoeven. He's like, yeah, that, that's the whole thing about Shoguns. He did with sex what he previously had done with violence. violence. Yes. He just took it yeah. to its extreme, disgusting, natural height. And everyone's like, oh, I don't I don't feel comfortable. This is this is too much. Like, that's like real, but also too real, but also like so intense. Like, I don't feel comfortable. It's like, it yeah. It is one of my favorite phenomenons to look back at, at, at I think specifically kind of the 90s, but I guess any time in the past to be like, this thing was hated at the time because people were stupid at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. The, the thing that drove me crazy, I mean, I went and saw Out of Sight at Nighthawk in January and I'd never seen it before and I loved it. I was like, I got to check out some. It's just like fantastic. I read some reviews. It's like, I mean, it's fine. It's just a George Clooney and a JLo movie. Like nothing, in, nothing you haven't seen here before, but it's sure. like. You know, incredibly well structured and acted and performed and, and fun to <laughs> and watch. And, and like, yeah. there's a sex scene that's like legitimately like steamy and like it pays off on all this sexual tension in a way that is like hot, legitimately, even though there's no nudity. And then or you find out what won Beck's best picture that year and you're like, that piece of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. No life is remembers. beautiful. Yeah. Well, life is beautiful is good. <laughs> it is good. It is. But like, uh, uh, it's like a, the year before American sure. Beauty, which yeah. eat yeah. my ass whole, yeah. whole. But that's, I think I've, I, I forget which, po- if it was this or my other podcast, but I, I, I posit the question to you specifically, Sean. Is art meant to be timeless or for the time? Hmm. I think it truly depends on what it is Mm. Um, because I think that if you're making something that's meant specifically to be topical and that's just what the thesis of your movie is, then it's made for that time. But if it's something that is revisited, say like, like recently I saw um, Casablanca at our local drive-in and that's something that, I don't think while they were making it, they realized it was going right. to be a classic. Like, I don't think if, if anybody sets out to make a classic, I think that you have something like the room where like yes. <laughs> you have like an ego behind it being like, this is going to be the greatest film of all time. But, um, I don't, I think that it just has to happen. And, um, it's not something that should be like predetermined. A guy, in my so- a guy in my sophomore year film class, you know, you take turns doing each job and I was the DP. I'm like, so what do you want it to look like? And he's like, I want every shot to look iconic. 
I was like, which is I a am... fair want. <laughs> yeah, it's fine it's like, to want that. <laughs> I want to be an iconic cinematographer for you. Yeah, but I that means nothing to me. Like right. I'm, I'm a child. Yeah, and I need to like okay, but like how wide, how close up, how slanted, how what are you trying to convey here? What is, what do you what's what's the, what's the thing here? And it's it's like the work that like you have to do the work for it to be a classic. You can't just like expect it to be, be like, this is going to be my masterpiece. Like that. No artist does that. Yeah. It just happens by accident. Right. To be honest. And I think honestly to aim for either goalposts I presented, which is, you know, just inherently in the question, it's not in the philosophy itself, but you, yeah, you can't really aim for either to be truly successful. Like if you aim for the moment, you're going to end up with like date movie uh, and, and, disaster movie exactly you aim for uh timelessness (laughs) yeah you i who knows what you get but then there are still things that are distinctly about their times even if it's analogous that still resonate throughout you know maybe not forever but like right southland tales is a movie that was predicting what things will come and And now it's more relevant than ever well than it was yeah exactly so there's obviously more than two options when it comes to all these things but it's still interesting that we have to judge in the millisecond like criticism comes the moment the lights come up as yes. opposed to the grand scheme which is uh, no one's fault necessarily but it's still again me and jay are big wrestling heads and if you twitter is just like the worst thing to happen <laughs> to a, an art form that is predicated on being slow <laughs> yeah on payoffs that are years old decades old sometimes but like right. they slowly developing these things and people will look at two seconds of a product tweet yeah. about it two seconds later and throw the entire thing out and yet also never ending like always yes. setting up for the next yes week month year like so, okay but but it's like yeah. yes that is satisfying its conclusion however you know like this yeah. other threat has emerged so and maybe we're judging infinity by a point zero eight percent of seeing it like it's not you can't right, right, do right. that uh, i also feel like this is the appropriate time on the pod to talk about when fesh and i went to see avengers endgame we both saw it back to back so yeah six hours it's separate theaters the first time and yep. then at amc <laughs> together and maybe it was the second time with fesh or maybe it was my first time but it, it again it wraps up the first 21 films of the Marvel movies yeah. on every thread is connected. Yeah. And the back of a theater and the credits end and this guy goes, there better be an end credit sequence or I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> and then there isn't one. And he goes, boo, boo. Like, oh thinking God. everyone's going to join in with him. We're just like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Just like, again, say what you will about all of what we're talking about. But we're, if you're in that audience at 3 a.m., you're there for what they're selling. And that movie gives you exactly what it was selling. Uh, yeah. And to to be in that crowd and have the catharsis and almost a roller coaster and haunt like level of expression that we, again we see it, saw it for the second time and we'll, each of these little beats we would look at each other and go these fuckers are gonna if that got that reaction these fuckers are gonna oh, lose yeah. it for this this and this and, it, and this crescendo is it's to, literally just the question is like what more could you want from this right and nobody has an answer besides more they just i don't know what it is that i want but i just want more and it's like that's just not sustainable (laughs) i think it's interesting to say like um 
in regards to like the guy in the back of the theater who's like i want a post-credit scene yeah because i think that um look i love and i miss seeing movies in the packed audience and yeah. hearing the reaction and everything but there's certain people that expect like if they have that opinion that the whole entire theater feels that way as well yeah, yeah. so i like a few examples that come to mind is like um maybe not so much like i i haven't really experienced this seeing movies in like manhattan but if i'm home like i'm home right now i'm on long yeah. island and you see it with like um like the locals of long island like one specific experience was like i saw mother and i thought it was an amazing movie i need and to see it still yeah yeah so i haven't seen it it's great um and of Hell course yeah. there was like a couple like old dudes in the theater who stood up when the movie was over and was like, what was that about? And it's like, uh, where, where do I start? Like, I like literally like I, me and my friends were all like, that was brilliant. That was beautiful. Like that was an, a fantastic movie. And, um, you, you know, people's reactions definitely just expect well, you to be like, going back I'm all to, about that. Yeah. Going back to working at the landmark, I would have older guests, straight up ask me that question sometimes on movies yeah. I haven't seen because right, again, right, right. I thought that I would literally be holding the door open. Hey, thanks for coming. Whatever. We're waiting to clean. And people who don't understand that I'm on a schedule would have to would stop and be like, can you explain that movie oh to my me? God. And sometimes I tried cause I was a sweet summer child, but like yeah. eventually I learned just to be like, no, sorry, I got to yeah. clean. I got to go. I, you, Sean, you took me back to like in my first year out of school, I like, tried to p i tried to make my living as a pa and i yeah. just could not s scrap together enough work you know i was not experienced enough and didn't have a network but um one company i would continually work for did like industrial shoots you know for like web companies and interviews with like ceos and sure this fucking normie guy was the producer and i i could not stand him you know he's just so everything i <laughs> used to hate probably still hate in in, <laughs> in men um but um and he just it was like close enough to thanksgiving he's like yeah thanksgiving's coming up you got any plans i'm like i'll be i'll be here i you know whatever and he's like yeah me and my wife we do this thing where every thanksgiving we watch a weird movie oh, we just say God. what's the weirdest fucking movie we can find and think of last year we watched moonrise kingdom and i was just like holy shit Motherfucker, if I was allowed to get tattoos, I would have a Rushmore tattoos. Fuck off. You're not allowed to get tattoos? That's insane. I I'm trying to get into the Jewish church maybe someday. Uh, okay. Slash my mom doesn't really... I'm thinking about converting and, you know... Moms hate tattoos. I think a Jewish girlfriend would be really nice for me. Moms, moms hate tattoos, too. Moms love jizz, but they hate tattoos. It was an unspoken thing where I'm like, I could get a tattoo, and we've never discussed this, my mom and I. And then I was back. She's like, please tell me you'll never get a tattoo. It's like... All right. Well, did, all right. Again, I can do whatever I want, but you so know. you would get a tattoo that just said Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, just Rushmore. Cool. You should get a tattoo of the entire story that you just told. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the side of my chest, on like a scroll, like <laughs> the legacy foretold. All right, guys, I think we got to start wrapping up, but I gotta go to work. Cool. All right. Well, it's a great is, movie. That's, yeah, that's is, there any, is there anything we haven't really talked about though? I'm still, I, I'm, you know, I'm down to talk a little bit, but anything else? Any big high spots we missed? One, yeah. one note I had that I was like, wow, that's exciting. Is that he calls his parents and it's a five one six number. So I was like, 
he's a Long Island boy like myself. <laughs> um, See, guys, representation matters. Exactly. The specificity <laughs> is important. Don't pass the ketchup. Pass the pass Heinz. The Heinz. <laughs> Truth and comedy. Truth and comedy. Uh, Mike Myers, right? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. The Heinz. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Del Close, Guru. All right. Well, then let's give it our ratings. Jason, just kick, kick it off with some ratings. I'm going to kick too. it off. So, Sean, this is our rating system. It's entirely arbitrary, but also super important. And there's a lot of nuance to it. There's an so. ar- I wouldn't say it's arbitrary. It's There's arbitrary elements to reach a necessary conclusion. Cool. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it. On a ranking of five ghost ghouls and goblins, I'm going to give it one ghost, two ghouls, and one slamming hot nurse. Four, <laughs> four ghosts, ghouls, goblins, and slamming hot nurses. So four. So that's four. Again, yeah. that was the arbitrary stuff, and the the real thing was four. Uh, I will give it two ghosts, a goblin, and a ghoul. Four as well. I'm going to give it. Does it have to equal five? It is on a scale of five, but any combination of those elements, or as JCT proved, anything you want. <laughs> yeah. right. number five. If you five. needed to pull out a piece of paper to like write some math down, do. Well, I'll just cool say I time. love this movie, so I'm gonna give it an amazing score: five ghouls, five goblins, wow. five ghosts, five renditions of Blue Moon. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> perfect score. Have fun with that, whoever edits the Scaredy Cat wiki. <laughs> that I'm cert- that certainly you are out there and you are doing that. Is that yes. 20 or 15? Uh, I, I think <laughs> at that point we just go perfect. We it just is say perfect. perfect. No, yeah, it's I love a perfect, this movie. Yeah. I think it's a perfect horror movie. So. Great. Yeah. Do we want to <laughs> announce the perfect club? Uh, has anything uh, well, perfect stuff, movie club? Uh, let's wait until I can go back and look and to find out. You're what right. We have I want to say scream. scream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scream is in the perfect movie club. Best. Jennifer's body. You heard it here, folks. But it has probably we will. haven't recorded it yet. Yet to be determined. Our guests might totally neg on it. Well, to be fair, and I don't, I'm not trying to bring it down, but it's perfect. We both gave it fours. Sean gave it perfect. So yeah. uh, maybe correct. A club, oh yes. Whereas Scream, we both gave perfect. Yes, I'm just saying the idea of, of course, the, of the perfect club. Um. Well, yeah, we'll just further steal from the Doughboy. What the Doughboys make, I was scared to takes. We will from reappropriate good, from good many slogan. other podcasts that had taken <laughs> from correct and many other talk show formats yes. and segments um, because Doughboys, well, as we all know, invented ratings. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they invented um, ranking things and rating things. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to Doughboys, everyone was just going. I liked it. It was like, well, hey, is that thing good or bad? It's like, well, and they had how, these long. How could I no possibly one had critical analysis yeah. before Doughboys whatsoever? Yep. <sighs> Clearly. All well, right. great. Well, Spl- great. Cheerio. Um, so, yeah. It, it, hooray. Can I get a chip chip? Chip chip? Chip chip. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's what British people are like to me and JZT. Yeah. They say that. <laughs> they say That's kind chip, of chip. what British people are like for this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> One last kooky yeah. story. I did study abroad in London. In spite of the fact that it and my major, my best friends and I had a huge falling out, it was the best time of my life. I really, I had like a weird internship at a failing com- kids comedy show that was a disaster, and they didn't know what to do with me. But I didn't care because I got to go in and like write random stuff during the day, and then I went home and did work on a pilot I was writing at a Starbucks, and then I got really drunk and watched British sitcoms I'd never heard of before. Uh, cool. I don't drink anymore, awesome. but um, 
that it was kind of also the beginning of the end for me in certain ways, but it was a lovely time in my life. And I kind of, in my own way, was like, this is what I, this is it. I just like, I don't know, who cares what my job is? I can come home and it's it it great. But um, it was, um, yeah, I worked on this like kids comedy show that was doomed in its own way. And at the very end, the woman in charge of the internships met with us. And was like, you know, I wrote with the, the I met with the, yeah. I met with the guy who the, taught the pilot class. Like, this is a great pilot. I really liked it. It was really cool. And then I met with her and she goes, yeah. So um, generally speaking, in future jobs, you're going to want to take on more and ask for when they give you things. It'd be better to like do them right away. And if you're confused, <laughs> ask questions and maybe don't take naps in the stairwell. Was like, but they had nothing for me to do that day and i was tired and the stairwell was open why why wouldn't i in my you know but i was like i understand what you're saying that job sucked yeah mm-hmm. I, like they were giving me you know oh hey why don't you do like a little biography of every special guest we're having like you're just trying to keep me busy hey why don't you make a list of things american teenagers say Okay, you know that seems like your but, dream job now. Um, now I would crush it and have <laughs> a terrific time because I'm an adult that knows how working works. Well, I meant um, the teen thing, though. Oh yeah, I'm loving becoming a f- r- connected with teen culture again. I'm tearing it up on TikTok. I have a legion of teenagers who seem to be following me. I'm you doing are great right. on TikTok. I've, oh, thank I've, you, Sean. I'm not on TikTok. I've been yeah. sent your TikToks. By, yeah. um, oh, thank you. It all it future, does future scare guests me. of the show. I I think yes, uh, you yeah, can yeah. yes. Um, yeah, I I've seen your TikToks and they're very funny. And oh, cool. One, thank one you. last thing, and I'll try to keep this really brief. Yeah. But your story reminded me. Um, and I guess I will share this just because, uh, if anybody from uh this specific company listens to the end of this podcast well uh <laughs> seeks out my american werewolf podcast well okay um i worked on a uh popular music television show for two days um <laughs> uh figured well, the that only out. one i could come up to think about would be ridiculousness that's the only seemingly <laughs> sure, only yeah. music television show that exists anymore. i may um, know what sean's talking about and i may have a friend who also worked on it that's for a fine. very short time but that's worked on fine. it for two days um it was freelance work so yeah. that's sometimes what freelance work is um but uh they specifically were like okay you're gonna be a freelance pa um we're only shooting in the studio and then the tiny backstage hallway uh just uh you need to be on call and you need to be like around the studio but you can't step foot in the studio and you can't walk around the hallway (laughs) so i was like where do i go like where are they placing me and uh like i had asked the other people i was working with and they were like oh we go up to like the 13th floor or the 16th floor or whatever because we have a badge that gets us in there and they were on my case so much because I just kept walking and walking and walking around the area and I didn't have access to anywhere else in the building. Wow. Um, also on that show um, specifically was Billie Eilish before Billie Eilish was famous. Wow. And I had texted um, my girlfriend, future guest of the show once again. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh man, like you have to check out this artist, Billie Eilish. And it was essentially like, the back to the future like uh you have to see marvin berry (laughs) yeah uh about uh billy eilish's fame but yeah working and not knowing essentially what to do reminded me of that time on that show that starts with a t 
for music television. Yep, my friend Eric was. Can I tell this? No, I gotta go. All right, cool. All right, <laughs> yeah, but you right. guys can talk to each other after the podcast. I <laughs> just a good have one. to go to work. All right. Well, hey, Scary Cats, thank you for being here. Thank yeah. you for listening, uh, Sean. Plug anything yeah, you plug. want, real yeah, quickly. Yeah, uh, listen to the Seltzer Cast. Um, very, 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 very briefly. I had a friend ask me if it was about uh, Freeberg and Seltzer, who did Date Movie and Disaster Movie. I know those were mentioned <laughs> before. It is not. It is about um, Seltzer and drinking Seltzer and all the Seltzers that are available on the market and how there it's had go. a recently cult following. So myself and a guest essentially just sit down with a bottle of Seltzer and we discuss it and we Hell review yeah. it. And Delightful. that's it. And also and check out Mike Myers Movie Club. Just yeah, anybody could join Wednesdays and Saturdays. We do that. Uh, we used to do Q and A's. I don't think we're doing Q and A's <laughs> much anymore now that the industry's back up and running. But mm. come along, uh, it's fun. Yeah, cool. cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Sean. Of course. Yes. All right. And with so that, fun. Scaredy Cats. We we love. love.